It gets better, ordered another round. 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 It gets better, or it gets better. It's about to go down. What's going on? This is a Yo Passage podcast, and we're your host, TJ Barnes, and I got my guy Jody Coleman in the thing. What's happening with you? Hey, man, I'm doing outstanding, man. It's so much to unpack today. Yeah, it's a lot. A lot of stuff has been happening in free agency. Um, just seeing like everybody switching teams, going to different sides and stuff. The AFC is loaded. Um, we're not hearing like a lot of noise from the NFC sort, and there's not a lot of there's not one juggernaut that we can just sit here and say. But before we get into that, I'd like to come out and say something. This is free agency, and we're seeing like a lot of guys sign, sign and stuff. And your boy has signed to uh, a new deal um, just recently, so I like to pat myself on the back. I just finished up a, a six month contract with as a as a help desk tech, and now I'm transferring over into like doing IT stuff. So, and what's crazy about this is like I left my um, my job with Carvana last year and didn't really know what to do, trying to get into the tech space and almost a year past and getting I'm I'm starting um, I think it might have broken out a little bit. You can hear me? Yeah. Okay. okay. But yeah, uh yeah your boy decided a nice little deal and stuff, but uh, other than that, let's go ahead and get into the other free agents that um been I'm jumping across teams. So my question to you is, who's been the most, uh, I, I would say, the, the the most shocking free agent um, signing or trade that you've seen in this past, like, week, week and a half? Man, actually, the most shocking was, you know, the Tyreek Hill because it, really? it came so unexpectedly. You know, like, we didn't know that Tyreek Hill was in the, in the business of getting a new contract because I thought they solidified his contract last year. But when I guess when you see Devontae Adams getting the type of money that he he had uh, received, and then you see Christian Kirk getting the type of free agent money that he had received, <laughs> so I think Tyreek Hill said, "Hey, it's time for me to go ahead and get my deal." Even though they kind of knew that Kansas City, after signing Patrick Mahomes, was not going to have that amount of money to continue paying other players, because we already know if your quarterback is worth more than thirteen percent of the salary cap, it's very difficult for other guys to get deals and not, not only that, but uh, difficult for teams to win Super Bowls. So the Tyreek Hill move to Miami was a, a shocker because it came out of nowhere. And I, I, in my opinion, it came out of nowhere. And then mm-hmm. for it to happen so quickly, it was almost like, Oh, he's going to be traded. Oh, he's, he's with the Miami Dolphins. I'm like, wait, like it was, it was no teams that besides the Jets that even was able to try to get in on that deal. I really thought the Indianapolis Colts was, trying to go, was going to try to get in on that deal and they because they had the most money to spend. And I mm-hmm. think, you know, I thought Indianapolis would be a good a good fit with Matt Ryan there at quarterback and they had Jonathan mm-hmm. Taylor and then they would have had that deep threat and that underneath threat with uh, Michael Pittman Jr. I thought that that would have been a very good place for them. But going to Miami, uh, I think both teams, though, won in this trade. I think both teams because – with Tyreek going over there, they get that solidified veteran wide receiver that can stretch the field like no other receiver probably in NFL history has, besides Randy Moss. Uh, and then you go and you see what the Kansas City Chiefs got in return. You would have thought they were trading for a quarterback, the amount of trade picks, they um, um, draft picks they got in return. 
Um, it was a little bit shocking to me. Just a little bit, just just because it came out of nowhere. But I knew that they were, they were restructuring the deal because the the Chiefs were do, doing like how the Dallas Cowboys did it. That they were waiting, waiting a little bit, waiting, putting it all, putting it off, and when it finally got time, and then you see other guys getting signed and stuff like you said, Christian Kirk, and then Devontae Adams um, getting signed. It's like, oh, hey, I ain't taking this chunk change. People were about because. The deal that they had in play was going to make him around around one of the top receivers, but it wasn't going to be the uh, top paid receiver in the league. So, and then, like you said, you had two teams who were um, who had enough draft capital to get to get Hill, and then the Jets lowballed him, not giving up a, a first round draft, not including a first round draft pick in that deal, doing what the Jets do, you know. And what's crazy is, like, I've seen that, and I was sitting there about to take my pre-work nap. And um, my, me and my friends are going back and forth. about, oh, he, he's probably going to go to Miami more than likely. I, I say it's Miami because no state tax. So he's, so he's going to get all of that, you know, 100 and what, 20 million? And 20, yep. Yeah. So, yeah, but I like it. Um, like I said, like you said, both teams won. But the most shocking one for me was it had to be um, Devontae Adams, to be honest with you, because that, like, that for me, was I thought that Green Bay was going to steal the deal, that they were going to, you know, lock, uh, they got bring a little bit more pieces in because this, because this class is loaded with wide receivers, and so alright, cool, we, we're going to make a play, but now you just grab, you just throw away, well, I wouldn't say throw away, but you Trade away your your the best weapon he's had since Jordy Nelson and mm-hmm. um, uh, guys like that. So it's like and Aaron Jones. So, but so yeah, Devontae Adams was really shocking to me and him going back to his college quarterback, uh, Derek Carr, and then they're they're loading up. So they're not to be like they're not about to be like the the little brother in the AFC West that you can just pick on anymore. So, but I don't, th- I don't think Green Bay's done. I think Green Bay now that they, you can see that they had the money because they were, they were going to give Devontae out on that contract. But I think when you, when you kind of play me and don't give me the money right away, you feel, you feel insulted a little bit. Right, I think right. that's how Devontae Adams felt. But now I think they're trying to make a play to either get DJ, uh, DJ, uh, DK Metcalf and also or, or Tyler Lockett. So those two guys are, of course, Seattle looked like they're in complete rebuild mode, and they're ready to, ready to do a fire sale over in Seattle, as you can see by giving up Russell Wilson and letting Bobby Wagner go. But another yeah. free agent, another free agent, well, I'll say a trade that I was very impressed with, of course, is my is Deshaun Watson going to Cleveland. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a it, and I, I look, I know we laugh and I know we did we fixed the Cleveland Browns, but this is the thing. Deshaun Watson, I've been a I've been a Cleveland fan for 37 years. I'm 43 years of age. And this is going to be the first time that I've ever like confidently felt that we can really win a football game. Like Baker was cool, but it was almost like with Baker, we had to play a perfect game. Like we went in the Earlhead Stadium, we would have to have no turnovers. We would have to run the ball. We would have to ball control. We before, would have before to before you go on, I want to give some kudos to Tua Tank. To a, I don't want to butcher his name. Tia Tabaloga. Yeah, because they had the Deshaun Watson rumors and stuff. You didn't see how you didn't see him lash out or come to social media or anything like that. He handled his business. All right, all right, cool. 
They're trying to do what they're going to do. I can control only what I can control and move forward. And the way he's handled that is like, it's, it's, it's really just, it speaks a lot about his character. And I just want to go ahead and say that before you continue. Well, you know what, TJ, just to add on to that, it was like you saw a lot of times we don't, we see the draft and you was, you was mm-hmm. drafted. You was, you was in the combine and things of that nature. So you know about it, but it's like, this is a, this is a profession. You're going into a profession. Football is a profession. You know what I'm Correct. saying? It's professional football, professional football. It's not a, a collegiate anymore. It's professional. So when you look at Tua, when they were going into a draft, he never had any character issues. Mm-hmm. But guess who did? Baker Mayfield did. Right. So that's the thing. We, when we're looking at draft and we're looking at that means something, especially when you're going to put the, the phrase, the, want your quarterback to be the face of your franchise, he has to deal with adversity, not just the good, but also the bad. But so I agree with you. With, uh, but going back to with Cleveland, it's like we, when we did have Baker, it's almost like we had to play a perfect game. We had to run the ball. We had to keep this guy off the field. We, you know, we got a ball control. We got to mm-hmm. perhaps win the turnover battle. But now this is the first time since maybe uh, Bernie Coles, our days back in, from 84 to 89, where I feel like we can go in any game against any quarterback, whether it be Aaron Rodgers, whether it be Patrick Mahomes, whether it be Josh Allen. And I really, truly believe that we can compete. We have a quarterback that every time we touch the field, we have an opportunity to win, whether it's a perfect game, whether it's not a perfect game. And and that's what I want. That's how I feel Deshaun Watson is because his college coach called him Michael Jordan and cleats. You remember when he said that? Yes, correct. And he's only 26 years of age. I just want to also, on a personal note for him, like to get his name cleared. That's major, man. Like right. to to be called what he was called. He was called everything but a child of God. And for him to maintain his innocence and his composure, that's another. We talked about Tua's character. Look at how Deshaun Watson's character is. Because you can't blame, you know, the allegations that was against him were very egregious. And if it if it was true, then, yeah, he needs to be dealt with accordingly. But what the court of law had said that this is not true and he had not enough evidence, let's, let's go ahead and let this man live his life and play some football. So that was one of my very intriguing moves because now, now, TJ, you got Jarvis Landry want to come back to Cleveland. And guess who else want to come back to Cleveland? Guess who else? OBJ. OBJ <laughs> want to come back to Cleveland. And we've seen with the run he had with the Rams that he can still play football. So we just offered Jadavion Clowney a two-year, $24 million deal. It hasn't been inked yet, but I'm pretty sure nobody's going to match that deal for, for, sure. uh, for a defensive end at 29, 30 years of age. And his most sacks was nine and a half in a season. So mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a very intriguing free agent move for me as well. Yeah, I, I definitely thought that was like when that happened. Like when he when he first turned down the Browns, like damn, Jody ain't feeling this one. He got to be with, be with Baker for a little bit, and then Baker came out and said like, yo, he requested a trade away, thinking he was gonna go to the Colts or whatever, and um, that didn't happen. And then the Cleveland Browns backed up the big break strut and was like, hey, we got all this for you, and I was like, okay. All right, now now we have some competition in the AFC, uh, not AFC, but um, AFC North with the Ravens and um, the Bengals and now the Browns. So I, I wasn't looking like it was going to be a three-headed monster, um, but now it's starting. All right, cool, they're making some noise, making some noise. But another trade um, that I was impressed by, and I was, it was more so that I was happy by, was Matt Ryan going to the Colts. 
Yes. I say that because, like, he's been a really good quarterback, if not a great quarterback, the past 14 years. He's he's one of a few quarterbacks that's passed that's passed for 4,000 plus yards, like majority of his career. And to see the way uh, that Atlanta, like some of the Atlanta fans, has been dogging him, saying that he has a noodle arm, that it, he isn't what he was since his MVP year, it's it's false. And this is like this this past season was the first season he hasn't thrown 4,000 plus yards, 4,000 plus yards in the thing almost 10 years. So uh, I say that to say, like, just now he's going to like a, a stacked team that, and they were just only a quarterback away, even though Carson Wentz threw 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions. They, it was just some of the, his knucklehead plays that he, he still, he still were making. And now you bring in a, a veteran guy who, who doesn't make those same type of mistakes, who can, initiate his offense. He doesn't need tons of talent at wide receiver or whatever. Now he's going to, now he's going to have one of the best offensive lines on paper in the league. You got one of the, if one of the best running backs, if not the best running back from Jonathan Taylor. You have a stout defense. It's like, what more can you ask from a quarterback? Now you can compete with all these loaded, uh, all these other teams that are in the AFC and you have a chance to actually win your division because the only other team you're looking at is Tennessee and they're led by Ryan, Ryan Tannehill and they really depended on Derrick Henry. Um, but I was I was extremely impressed and more so, like I said, happy for Matt Ryan and that he was able to go to a good team, was able to uh, didn't have to just stay in um, Atlanta and just wait until they get Bryce Young or whoever to come and replace him. You know what? It's crazy. We just did we just did a piece on Atlanta Falcons fixing the franchise, and that was one of the things that we touched on that they had to move on from Matt Ryan. Right. Uh, I, I love the fact what you just said. That I'm a, I'm a, I'm a double down on it. What you just said it was an amazing move to go to an established organization, a classy organization that had mm-hmm. your paid manager Andrew Lux and John Unitas, not to mention that that man that uh, basically solidified their franchise at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But when you look at that, the way that Atlanta just threw him away like he wasn't a great quarterback I, I did not agree with I mean first of all to let him go for a third round pick was just like that was blasphemy in my opinion like wow you just threw this guy away for a third round pick like this guy is just gone he's 36 years old he has right. a good three to four years left in him Correct. And, and y'all blame in Atlanta it feel like Atlanta was blaming Matt Ryan for everything that went wrong <laughs> not to mention they had so many holes in their offensive line they had what receiver did they have on a roster that anybody knew? They had Gage, and they let Gage go, and you had Kelvin Ridley, who didn't play for personal reasons. Now he won't play all of next year. Yeah, you go get Kyle Pitts, but guess what? Kyle Pitts broke the rookie record for tight end yards. Mm-hmm. He had 1,069. How, no, other receiver, no other tight end in NFL history had done that. So Matt Ryan was one of the people that made him do that. Plus, Matt Ryan don't miss games. Right. You know what I'm saying? So for – he did have, what, 3,800 yards? Um, you could do a fact check, but I know he – and then he had 20 touchdowns. He only had 12 interceptions. So when you go back to say what you said about Carson Wentz, yeah, he had 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions, but he had seven lost fumbles, TJ. <laughs> that's that's sometimes a fumble loss is worse in the NFL – I mean, than the interception because that fumble potentially could be in your own backfield. So what that – what you a football guy, you a pro, yeah. that's field position. Exactly. So no matter how good your defense is, I would rather – if I'm a defensive player, I played defensive back in high school, I would rather my quarterback throw an interception because that's like sometimes like a punt 
rather than you fumble in your own backfield. So now a lot of times you are right there for that team to score a field goal or get in the red zone. So right. that's when you said them bonehead plays that Carson Wentz done, people have to realize numbers don't tell it all. And right. that, I, I feel you on that, man. That was, that was actually an excellent, excellent um, assessment of Matt Ryan. Yeah, most definitely. And it's like a lot of fans don't understand what it's like to have a bad quarterback. Like it, it's okay, you know, like you, you've had and this is one of the reasons why like a lot of people they don't they miss they don't miss you until you're gone. And that's what happened with LeBron James, it happened with Kobe, it happened with uh, Michael Jordan, it happened, mm-hmm. it happened with Peyton Manning. Um this like all these elite, these stout figures who just who just win. It's like, oh, well, you know, it's whatever. And they get so, you know, they get so just like spoiled with like greatness. And then when they leave, it's like, man, our team sucks. Man, I wish we could have had Matt Ryan. I wish I could have had, you know, LeBron James or whoever, you know, Tom Brady or this mm-hmm. next third. Like, like, and then like, I've been, I, I played for the Jets. And we didn't have like a good quarterback, so that every week you're coming in like, man, we 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 have to be excellent on defense in order in order for us to win. And then when we got Fitz, uh, Fitz Magic and then it's all right, cool, you know, like he wasn't you know like Tom Brady or anything, but he was he wasn't making those bonehead mistakes that Gino was making and other guys before him and things like that. And so so it, it made you a lot happier in the the locker room that we have an offense that gets it done, but we have a guy back there who doesn't who doesn't make the right plays or get you guys over the hump. It's tough. It's tough in the locker room and it's tough as a fan. So Atlanta's going to really go back to the times. Before. I think who, like, uh, they might, because it was Mike Vick, then Matt Schaub, and then I think they had, like, a couple quarterbacks. In I think they, they went – I think they went to – that was when Matt Ryan, the Matt Ryan uh, okay. draft came about. Because, remember, he started from game – his I think one of his first game touchdown one. passes was a, t- was a touchdown pass to Michael Brody Jenkins White. out of Ohio State. Yeah. Okay. Either Michael Jenkins or Bradley White, and then they pulled up the shirt, you know, feed Michael Dick or whatever. But I don't think they know what it's like to have a bad quarterback in some time. So, they're really going to you – know, and, and now they well, have uh, Marcus Mariota. Yeah, they got Mariota. And I'm rooting for him. Um, so and he and he might be a placeholder for Bryce Young or whoever comes out next year. But uh, Marcus Mariota, he's familiar with Arthur Smith's system, and he had him when he was in Tennessee. So I'm rooting for him because I don't want Marcus Mariota. He was like my favorite, one of my favorite quarterbacks to come out in, uh, in the past couple of years. Uh, he came out in 2014, I believe. Same draft for Jameis Winston. He was right James behind Winston. him. Yep. And, so I'm, I'm hoping for him to, you know, he's able to give her the hump. He, he has some time to sit behind Derek Carr and just sit down and just learn and things like that. So hopefully he's able to, you know, flourish and have a successful career being the number two pick. But yeah, let's. Oh, oh, uh, speaking of some other signings that we, you know, just let everybody get them up to, up uh, up to speed on some of the guys that have been signed. Hey, once again, the people that have been watching the show, listening to the show, man, I appreciate you guys, man. Because we want to keep y'all informed on some of the stuff that we know. We got a pro right here in TJ that that knows a lot of inside stuff. But one of the things, Jameis Winston re-signs back with New Orleans. Uh, I think that's a major, major uh, accomplishment for New Orleans to have a solidified quarterback. Even though people don't think that Jameis Winston is that guy, he's still he's still a good quarterback. I just want him to remain healthy. Allen Robertson went to the Los Angeles Rams for a three-year, $46 million deal. So he replaced mm-hmm. Robert Woods, who goes to the Tennessee Titans, who replaced Julio Jones, that I think is re- is going to reunite in Indianapolis with Matt Ryan. That's just, 
I think that's how the dominoes are going to fall. Mm-hmm. A little, a little known uh, pickup was Jameis Crowder from the New York Jets going over to the Buffalo Bills, replacing Cole Beasley that they released early on. Uh, of course, we know Von Miller signed a six-year, $120 million deal, $51 million guaranteed going to the Buffalo Bills. Chandler Jones goes to the Vegas Raiders to mm-hmm. be on the other side of Max Crosby. We know about the trade with Khalil Mack to Los Angeles Chargers. We also know about J.C. The ball hawking DB from New England going over. Uh, and Collins, the offensive lineman from Dallas, signs with the, the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, mm-hmm. I named a few. I might have left a few out. Uh, Armstead. Armstead, the, the, ta- the left tackle from New Orleans, goes and signed with yeah. Miami as well. But, TJ, the question I got for you is we see all these guys in, that's picking up guys and making moves, trades. Tell me some of the losers in this free agency. <laughs> we got to talk about some of these losers, TJ. Woo! Talk to me, man. Yeah, I got to say it, and it hurts to say it. I, I want to say my Baltimore Ravens. And, like, they had um, one of the Smith brothers on the contract. Like, the ink was ready to sign. And then you've seen what Chandler Jones just went for. You've seen what um, Von Miller went for. And he's like, I, I, I feel like I'm just as good as those as right. those guys. And I'm going to need a little bit more of that paycheck. And then I think he went to the Vikings. Yeah, he and did. So up, he did. So we end up signing. Um, I think uh, I forget his name. Just another D tackle who was there, Michael Pierce, who was there uh, previously um, for his stint in, um, with the Vikings, and then we brought in the safety from um, the Saints. Marcus Marcus Williams. Yeah, but it was not, not, nothing else. You see all these sexy uh, free agent signings, these trades that are happening and whatnot, and and there's still like some talent still out there, like because we do need a bona fide wide receiver. Like you said, we still have Julio Jones, Julio Jones out there. Um, uh, the wide receiver from uh, what's his name from um, Fuller, he's still out there. It's like there's still mm-hmm. there's still time and still talent, but they haven't been making no plays. I thought that Bobby Wagner would have been on like been on the team by now, but it looks just looking like he might um, take his down to L.A. with the Rams. Oh, so, whew, that's gonna be ugly. Whew. And so, like, th- like yeah, and then you don't have a deal done with Lamar Jackson yet. So all that is really just like, come on, you guys, you you, you aren't giving us the, something, be, giving us something to be excited for. And not to not to mention, not to mention real quick. I mean, because you all, but they have not signed back Khalil's Campbell. Correct. That's that's so, big. So it's it's like. Come on, you gotta give us something. I know you guys build in the draft and things like that, but you gotta give us something to just like be be excited for. Our, for we're we're taking our taking the next step to help Lamar Jackson. We're taking the next step to you know fill our defense and replace and things like that because we don't we don't um what was it we don't um restructure we reload mm-hmm. uh, we don't you know uh, we don't rebuild we reload. And so, I would say them, and also, I would say the Seattle Seahawks, because you let go, let go like a once-in-a-generation type of quarterback in Russell Wilson, you trade him away, and then you get, yes, you get picks, but then you get Drew Locke, you get Noah Font, who is like, who is a, a good tight end, but he isn't like a, a great one. And you're just really just 
and now you're up on the market to trade Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. It's like, what are you guys doing? It's like, all right, cool. You're just, you're just really just selling everybody. We're just – we, we don't care. Out. We don't uh, care anymore. <laughs> the, the trust the process type of uh, uh, um, build. And, and, and you see that it's now working out for the, the 76ers, but it's just like you're telling everybody, that, yeah, we, we're taking an L right now, so you ain't got to worry about us. And it se- also seems like – they're trying to erase everything that happened with the Legion of Boom and Russell Wilson and Marshawn Lynch and others. And it's like, come on. Come on. That's one of the reasons why, you know, it started when you had Sean Alexander and right. that's, and then it rolled into the Legion of Boom and Russell Wilson and uh, Marshawn Lynch and others. And now it's like, we're just trying to erase that and try to start over with something new. Like, come on. I can I can see Pete Carroll ducking and getting out of that job very yeah, soon. For sure. Sure. I can I can see him having a, a Urban Meyer experience with an illness, and all of a sudden resurfaces oh. someone else. Hey, yeah, I, speaking, I said. Speaking of Urban Meyer, man, I'm like yeah, and then you see everything that comes out about him. It's like yeah, you know, it's like I, I I'm not surprised. I haven't seen like somebody say they came out and they had like a fade with him because some of the stuff players and you can get away with that like in college or whatever because these guys are 17, 18, 19, 20 years old. And then you get into the, but when you get into the, you're dealing guys who got kids, wives, families, and a, a sense of pride, and they understand that this is a business, you, and you're a grown man, so you can't talk to me the way you would talk to like a, a 18 year old, you know, things like that. Because I, I often sit back and like, man, I wish my coach would have, you know, put his hands on me or just like talk to me the way uh, he. I wish they would talk to me now the way they did then, and I mean, we'd have like some furniture moving, but. Um, to see the, all the stuff came out like, you know, I, yeah. I already knew that it was going to be like a, a, a failure already because a lot of college coaches come in with that, you know, uh, uh, militant mindset saying uh, it's, it's going to be our way or the highway, the standard third. But, um, but yeah, man, uh, yeah, my Ravens, they, they took an L, they took an L, and then the Seahawks also. And then you had him saying, oh, yeah, we're looking at Callum Kaepernick. We see him running, um, working out with. Kind of like, like you're not gonna get college. Let's All right, stop, man. Stop. But I do. I have three teams that I feel like just have dropped the ball this off season. Go I'm gonna I'm go with number one, the New England Patriots. The last time, the last time we seen the New England Patriots play a game, they got dismantled up in up in Buffalo Stadium. They got mm-hmm. dismantled, and they looked like a team that shouldn't have been in the playoffs. And I like Mac Jones, but. Mac Jones is no Tom Brady. Let's let's go ahead. Let's throw that narrative out the window. And Mac Jones, if it's not on script, is not going to really be that quarterback that can improvise like the other quarterbacks that we mentioned early on, Deshaun mm-hmm. Jackson, Russell Wilson, even Derek Carr, and Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, to name a few. So you have to have everything go according to plan that Bill Belichick had laid out for you. And that's what I was saying about Cleveland and Baker Mayfield. You got to play a perfect game when you play elite teams. Uh, Mac, that's the way with Mac Jones. So when he go against Josh Allen, who is about to be the cream of the crop, now they about to feel how they about to, the Buff, the New England Patriots about to feel how Buffalo felt for what twenty years with Tom Brady at the helm. Where they mm-hmm. just that's how they about to feel with Josh Allen. <laughs> so with him being there, Mac Jones, I'm not saying he's not a good quarterback, but for them not to put any weapons around him, like I said, there's no Jordy, uh, Jordy, uh, 
Julian Edelman walking through the door. There's no Lawyer Malloy walking through that door. There's no Willie McGinnis. It's like they don't have those guys. They were very active last year in free agency, and that only got them to 10-7. and seven. This year they're not active at all in free agency or trades. And you think you're going to come into the season with Miami getting better and Buffalo getting better and the Jets getting better. I, I think that New England organization has dropped the ball in this free agency period and trades. They haven't done anything to upgrade that team. Mm-hmm. Now, my I second. I think they'll come in third. third, and, third and yeah, because, I mean, the, the Jets are the Jets. I mean, no disrespect. Unless this, unless this Zach Wilson kid makes a major jump from year one to year two, like a Joe Burrow, like a Justin Herbert. If he doesn't do those particular things, I, I feel bad for him. That's why I think the Jets, with that four pick, they have to go after Garrett Wilson. I keep saying it. People say, Jody, you're, you're foolish for putting him up there. That Wide receivers. It's a passing lead, and Garrett Wilson is the best on the board. He's proven it. The second team, I feel like, dropped the ball and have dropped the ball for probably five years now, TJ. That is the New York Giants. <laughs> the, the 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 New York football I heard, Giants. I haven't heard nobody side with the Giants. Who want, and I'm like, we talking about an organization? You played, you played against them. You was in, you was in New York with the Jets. You seen what it was to see, you know, what they did with the Giants. They had Eli Manning. They won two Super Bowls with Eli Manning. They got four Super Bowls in um, their whole existence. So that's major. When you got four Super Bowls, when you got teams that have haven't even been like the Cleveland Browns. And you have a, a, a you had had a well ran front office when you had you see Human Yor and Michael Strahan and and you know guys that Eli manager Tiki Barbager, Mind Tumors, guys like that. They had a well ran organization from the top down. And now the last five years, I mean, let's what is they bet the best draft pick they done had in five years was you gonna say it's Saquon Barkley who they can't even give away for a fourth round pick. You got, say, yeah. you got Danny Dimes who can't stop fumbling. He's fumbling right now. He ain't even playing. <laughs> probably like Saquon because you can't – and I think the wide receiver they drafted last year, he's going to be really good. Um, but who's yeah, throwing – who, TJ, who's throwing in the ball? And and it's a Danny Dimes defense. I don't believe they've had like a uh, a good OC that's going to really be like, like we're going to stretch this office around you. We're not going to – and we're going to actually develop you, develop you, and 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 I know it's tough coming behind Eli Manning being like the article, the the next behind like Tom Brady or whatever. It's, it's going to be tough, but we're going to surround you with talent. We're actually going to put a good offensive line in front of you, Jody. Like I feel like you can go out there and play offensive line better than right. uh, William Hernandez and Nate Soldier and some of those guys and stuff. And so, and it's this it's this thing called the hero syndrome. Like you feel like you have to do everything and just. Um, to overcome all the situations that you're being presented with, like you have a bad offensive line, um, your running back, he's always in and out of lineup because he's hurt. Your defense has been suspect, suspect until last year where they, you know, started to come come alive a little bit. Lennon Williams, you know, you've got uh, some like really good guys in the back. We got Bradbury. We got they Brad do have Bradbury, Bradbury. Jackson, and others and stuff. Um, so right now they're coming alive and stuff. But on the offensive side. It's like, who do you really have other than Sterling uh, Shepard, who's who's like a really good number two receiver? So, well, they did sign Kenny Galladay, who did not show up at all. He was pretty much when they but when they signed him, he was hurt. Like he was coming into, <laughs> how you gonna try, trade or sign a player that's coming in with an injury? I'm like, you know, he come in and then when he was when he was healthy, they had uh, 
who the backup quarterback they had throwing them the ball because it wasn't even it wasn't even Danny Daniel Jones. It was a uh, Glennon. They had Glennon throwing him the ball, man. There's a reason why Glennon is not a starting quarterback in the NFL. And remember, they went for it on third and nine. They went for a quarterback sneak. <laughs> that looked like they that looked like they were tanking. But the 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 coach he will get coach of the year. Debo, I'm hope I'm saying it right. He will be coach of the year. He did go. Debo, I'm sorry, he did go and, and, and really help Josh Allen, who was very sporadic before he got there. Remember, Josh Allen was a was a wild card in, in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he got up under his tutelage and he became one of the premier quarterbacks in this NFL. He wasn't raw. So if he can go and fix Daniel Jones, who was the sixth pick of the draft just a few mm-hmm. years ago, um, it's gonna be a project because if you look on paper, the Giants, if you play you play with the Giants on Madden, yeah. you can win some games with the Giants For on sure. Madden. Because sure. they, they still got uh, Saquon Barkley the X Factor, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. uh, and they really got holes a few years ago when they signed Nick Soldier. I think that was one of the things that set that organization back was bad free agent acquisitions like Nate Soldier and, and Kenny Galladay. You see what I'm saying? You can't – you got to yeah. hit. You, they, and they haven't been hitting on the draft. So the, the New York Giants look like they're in purgatory for a while, and it look like they won't have any success for a while. And it's, they can't attract those free agents that they used to be able to get. Like, what free agent – don't – I mean, you, you want – who don't want to go to New York City? Um, no, right now, nobody. Nobody really, want, nobody really wants to go to New York just because of the taxes. But, like, they're hit really hard. But winning changes all of that, and they haven't really won uh, in the past couple years. So I feel like if once that changes, then that'll become a little bit more attractive to get free agents and stuff. So Because I know one of the reasons, like, a lot of guys are coming to the Jets because he had Rex Ryan and um, he was that brass coach that everybody mm-hmm. wanted to be around. So, um, so yeah, when it, when it changes all, and I feel like that will affect more free agents to come to uh, New York. So, so I mean, third? my third, and this is the one that kind of disappointed me more than anything because they were a playoff team. But what are the San Francisco 49ers doing? Like, y'all were basically a play. If Tark intercepts that pass, y'all could be going to the Super Bowl and potentially raising the Lombardi trophy. Right. So it's like you 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 go get the cornerback from Kansas City Ward, but mm-hmm. you got to think. Look at Kansas City's pass defense. It wasn't like they had a great pass defense over there. So mm-hmm. I'm looking at it like, what do you, I mean? You got Jimmy G. Everybody was trying to get Jimmy G. You know you got Lance, uh, you know Trey Lance sitting on the bench. Are you ready to implement him into the offense like y'all did Colin Kaepernick a few years back? Uh, go ahead get some capital off of Jimmy G. Uh, it's, it's still teams. It's still a market for him. Now you can, Now the only market is kind of in your own division or in your own conference with being the Seattle uh, uh, Seahawks and also being the Carolina Panther. You kind of don't want to trade him within conference because now the, everybody I thought was going to go to either Pittsburgh or Indianapolis. Both of those quarterback positions have been filled at the moment. So what do you do with Jimmy G? Do you keep him on the roster and compete for another starting job? Because if he's on the roster, you got to give him an opportunity to compete. He did take you to two two Super Bowls or uh, two AFC NFC Championship games and one Super Bowl the past what four years. So yeah. I think they haven't did anything to help their secondary. I think they should have really went hard after uh, Carlton Davis. He was available. I think they should have. Mm-hmm. I mean, you still got Tyron Matthews out here, the Honey Badger, getting for a one or two year deal to kind of solidify that back end. You, your front seven. With uh, what's what's my middle linebacker? What's my guy, man? Uh, he's one of the uh, uh, damn, what's his Fred, name? Fred, uh, Fred Warner, Fred Warner. He's one of the premier linebackers. You you know you got Nick Bosa. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They got a very good front seven, 
but that back four lacks desire. So I, I think that with Tyron Matthews being available, and they let they let uh Ryan um Ryan Logan go over to Tampa Bay, which people are not talking about, but that's a major move for their secondary. Uh, Logan uh, Ryan coming from the New York Giants once again, the Giants losing talent to a team that's trying to win a Super Bowl. Uh, but I just think the 49ers right now, man, because they are so close and they have a formula to run the football. They're going to get healthier. But I think that they should have done something a little bit more. It was some cornerbacks available. They should have went after J.C. Jackson, a ball hawk, hawk and um, DB. So I'm kind of disappointed with the 49ers so far. I would say I wouldn't, I'm not as disappointed with the 49ers as I said it because they're not that many pieces away from making some noise. And you got to think they're in the, in the NFC also, so there aren't. Um, many juggernauts that they have to worry about other than like the Cowboys who are like still stop it, stop it, stop and it, I'm, I'm, I'm stop it, man. I'm coming unbiased, and I said, Oh, that. please don't call them a juggernaut, but go ahead, hmm? don't call the Cowboys, have, don't call them a juggernaut. We have like, if not, uh, the it could be arguable, like one or two of the best quarterback in the NFC. Um, so it's like one or two because you got a rod and then. Dak and then uh, everybody else. You got Stafford. No, you can't forget about Tom Brady. You forget. You forget about Tom Brady. Um, goat, goat is goat, but he 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 ain't um messing with Dak right now. But that's not the topic of the day. Oh, because we oh you yeah you you better dodge that bullet. But (laughs) but the Forty Niners aren't that many pieces away. Yes, they lost Mostert, and yes, they um, but he's been injury prone for the past couple years, but. The um, rookie they drafted last year, Rick was able to step in. And Mitchell, Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell and, had a very good yep. rookie campaign. And then you still keep your offensive line. So I think they end up losing one guy, but you, but, but they just can just really draft somebody and reload in that position. You still have your front four. And then if you bring in Badger and you brought in Ward, who was a decent corner, and then you can go ahead and make that um, run again for the Super Bowl. They're not that many pieces away from – I'm making some noise, and the NFC isn't that strong. It isn't strong anymore, especially that specific division, because you did have Seattle you had to worry about. You did have, like, the Cardinals you had to worry about, and the Rams, who you dominated for the past six, three, seven three. games. Stuff, yeah, so. yeah, that, so they you, really – Like, that was bound to happen, so it's like, all right, cool, take it on chin and you move on. So, but you don't really have much to worry about outside, like, the Cowboys and – Packers and you know the Cardinals they end up fade, um, fading away um, longer down the season so I'm not so more disappointed than them the the team I would say other than the Ravens that I was disappointed with uh, and I said the Seahawks oh, I don't really think anybody else really and it wasn't gonna be the Browns until they were able to recoup their fumble because at first they didn't get the Sean Watson and then they had to stay with Baker and Baker was like nah I ain't nobody side piece. And then, and then you end up getting Deshaun Watson. So, but other, but the, those teams you had mentioned, I would, I would really consider like, all right, cool, cool, cool. But and now I do have a little surprise series for you. Okay. So it's called fact or cap. All right. And you're okay. going to say the first thing that comes to mind: fact or cap in these situations. All right. Okay. And so let me pull it up. Make sure I got it right. There we go. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Aaron Rodgers is getting himself is get, is setting himself up for disappointment by re-signing with the Packers. Fact or cap? Fact. Fact. Why do you say that? I say it's fact because now that Devontae Adams is gone, 
He already cried about not having a second option. Now he doesn't have a first option. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're about to see how great Aaron Rodgers can possibly be. Can he develop another wide receiver? Can another wide receiver emerge? So I, mm-hmm. I feel like it's fact. I think he set himself up. He might have. He should have went and got on that train and went to Denver. All right, back to cap. Russell Wilson will make Jerry Judy a top ten wide receiver. Cap, not Why not near one. I think that because Russell Wilson is a guy that spreads the ball out. He's going to get to the guy that's open, and they have about mm-hmm. four receivers that can definitely uh, get open. And I'm not saying he's not going to have a good year, but he's not going to be a top ten. You got to think the top ten in the NFL is that's a brutal. Brutal class to, to emerge in in just one season with one quarterback. So I say that's Cap. All right. Back to Cap. DK Metcalf was a byproduct of Russell Wilson. Cap. I think he's a physical specimen because he, he was still putting up numbers with Geno Smith. So I think I think that that's Cap. That's Cap. Okay. Back to Cap. Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in the AFC West. Oh, absolutely, Cap. <laughs> but we still we still got a guy named uh, Patrick Mahomes over there. Did he get traded? Like did he get traded with Tyreek Hill? So yeah, okay. that's definitely cap. All right, then we got three more. Back there, cap. Carson Wentz can lead Washington to the playoffs. That is fact. I'm, that is fact. Uh, the, he, do you realize that this is going to be the first year he had a number one target like Terry McLaurin? He's never had that throughout his career. He had guys that was like, remember he had Ashanti, uh, Ashanti, mm-hmm. uh, Alshon Jeffries. <laughs> I'm, that, yeah. That's my girl. I, I want to marry her. So if you're listening, Ashanti, I'm a, I'm available. <laughs> uh, no, but I uh, had yeah, Alshon Jeffries. And remember, he came over from the Bears, and he had he was kind of long in the tooth. Remember when he got to the Eagles, mm-hmm. and then he goes to the Indianapolis situation. Yeah, Michael Pittman had emerged into a number one, but he had to help him get to that level. He's still going, but Terry McLaurin is there, and this is going to be mm-hmm. the first year he has a premier number one receiver. So. I think that he can lead the commanders, like you said, because the NFC is not as strong. I can see him leading the commanders to the playoffs, yes. Okay. Um, Factor cap, the Seahawks should have won three-plus Super Bowls with Russell Wilson instead of one. I'm going to say cap. I say two. I think, of course, the interception on the goal line when they should have gave it to Mr. Skittles, they should have gave it to Marshawn Lynch, and the game probably would have been over because he, he, they just wanted Russell Wilson somehow to win the MVP, I think. Uh, so I say two. I think after they had won that Super Bowl, remember they start losing players anyway. Um, they start, you know, remember uh, Brandon Browner got in that trouble. Then they uh, Maxwell, the other DB that was part of Legion and Doom, he had moved on. Uh, they had lost uh, what's my man Michael Bennett, the DN. So they start losing players. They was gonna lose regardless. So I think that we wouldn't have been able to uh, restack. So I say two. So I say cap. I say two, not three. Okay. Factor cap. The Denver Broncos should be a top three favorite to win the Super Bowl. That is also cap. Uh, that is also cap because we we we've got to understand that Russell Wilson is going to make Denver better. Uh, they're going to compete for the Super Bowl, but we have to still understand it's a guy named Josh Allen in Buffalo. We have to understand it's a guy named Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, regardless if he had the cheater or not. We still got a Lamar Jackson in, in Baltimore, and I'm not even going to add Cleveland because we don't even know when Deshaun Jackson is going to come on the field. But let's go ahead and let's not throw out the young guy, Joe Burrow, who just was the defending AFC champ. So, yeah, I think Russell Wilson is going to get him to be in the in the mention, be mentioned when the Super Bowl, but top three, absolutely not. All right, last one. Back to cap. Lil Mac and Joey Bosa are the best pass rush duo in the last decade. The last decade? Mm-hmm. Whew. I'm going to have to go with, Cap. 
Okay. The reason why I'm gonna go with Cat Mills, it was a hard. That was a hard when you gave. That was a definitely mm-hmm. hard one because I had to think back. But if you go back to to the New York Giants when they had that uh that fast break when they had UC Human Yura, mm-hmm. and they had Justin Tuck and they had Mr. Michael Strahan. Okay. People forget about that pass rush that really rattled Tom Brady to a point where Tom Brady was seeing ghosts. Right. And I, I think that might have been the best pass rush in the past ten years, and definitely a, one of the best pass rushing duos, a trio, because they had a they had a rotation of three guys that I don't think anybody gets credit to. When we start looking at great pass rushers of of our of our era, like me and you, mm-hmm. we don't really talk about that New York Giants. I, I think they can be, but once again. The problem with this Charger pass rush is both of those guys are known to be injury prone. When you look at the New York Giants, they were never injury prone. You see, you and you're, I remember, uh, you probably remember because you was just coming into the league when he just killed Justin. I think his last name was Justice for the New the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. He had six sacks on Monday night. I mm-hmm. think he's, hey man, he first of all, whoever was, whoever basically did not put a tight end or a running back on that side needed to be fired immediately. <laughs> I think that this kid, Justice, I forget his first name, but his last name was Justice. I believe that he still have a nightmare at UC Human Yours. Six sacks. Six sacks. Hold on. But it was on Monday night. So everybody was watching, TJ. So, yeah, I'm going to go with definite cap just on the simple fact that we don't give enough flowers to that New York Giants defensive line. So, yeah, I'm going to say cap. All right. So, so, okay, okay. We're going to. Um, keep that series going for a little bit. I like that. Now, I like that, man. You got you got me. I, I had to think. I had to think of it. I like that. All right. So switching gears a little bit, talking about a little bit March Madness. Now I'm not a big March Madness fan. I don't really, you know, watch a lot of college football, basketball. But when I do, I somewhat get sucked into it. And so I probably need to start watching a little bit more. Now this past weekend, I was just sitting on the couch, just um bumming it a little bit, and I seen that UNC was playing. Um, who you, was it? But uh, Baylor. Baylor. Yeah, yep. And I'm like, damn, I'm like, damn. They had like a about a 25, 25, 30 point lead. I'm like, and I, I didn't know Baylor was that good at basketball. I'm like, and then I see like they were number one. I was like, okay, okay, UNC making some noise and stuff. And then I turned it off, started doing some other stuff, dad stuff or whatever. And then my phone, my phone buzzing, and I'm like, oh yeah, UNC, UNC about to give it up. Baylor coming back. I'm like, what? They had thirty. About a thirty-point um, lead in like the second half, and so I'm watching and stuff, and I'm getting back into it. I'm excited and whatnot, and I'm like, okay, okay, this is what March Madness is about. This is what March Madness is about. And so my question to you is like, who's your team that you're watching, or who do you expect to come out on on top? And also, is your bracket already ruined? Well, actually, my bracket had got ruined when Iowa lost in game one because, you know, I'm a Midwestern Big Ten guy. I thought that the Big Ten has some good teams. They do have Michigan remaining, and they still have Purdue remaining. But the amount of talent, because I think from top to bottom in basketball, I think the Big Ten is 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 probably the well, the most balanced in all mm-hmm. conferences. They may not have the best teams because I think the best teams may still be in the ACC. But right now, I think the Big Ten overall has the best uh, teams like you know, from top to bottom. So uh, that blew my bracket up. But teams that I really feel like that can still win, I still have Arizona. I got Arizona winning it all. I just mm-hmm. think that they're coming in. It was 31-3 and three coming into the tournament, and they're just steamrolling through teams. And then I like Texas Tech for some odd reason. I don't know why, 
I just think Texas Tech is going to make some noise, man, because they can play defense, man. I was a defensive guy. I was a 3 and D kind of guy. I was a three-point shooter, mm-hmm. and I was a, a hell of a defender. So when I see guys that kind of embody how I played the game, I really appreciate it. But uh, speaking of that UNC-Baylor game, uh, Baylor was, you know, they are the defending champs. They were, they were the defending champs. So, <laughs> yeah, they can play a little basketball down there in uh, Waco. But uh, mm-hmm. my thing is, see, the when we were growing up, UNC would have never been an AC. You know what I mean? Like for UNC, sure. UNC was always around a one or two seed. They was always competing for a champion. But right now, I don't see any players on UNC that like that are eye popping McDonald All American. Now they're McDonald All Americans, but they're not the mm-hmm. your, like your favorite player. There's no Vince Carter. Right. You know, I ain't seen Vince Carter walk through the door in a long time. You know, I, I haven't seen an Antoine Jameson walk through their door. I haven't seen a Sean May. You know, I haven't seen guys like that walk through any doors at Carolina. But uh, for them to win, I want to I want to get my hat off, take my hat off to Hubert Davis, who kept his composure because it was some very, very egregious calls in that game. Mm-hmm. Everything's a charge in college basketball. Like, man, <laughs> it's every all you got to do is stand there like that's that that takes away the scoring. They wonder what because people say, what's the difference between the NBA and college? You know what the difference is? Mm-hmm. How how people finish around the basket. Those layups that are in junior high, those are little jump shots. High school, they're little layups. College, they're more power layups. In the NBA, that's a dunk. Right. You see what I'm saying? So if, if we, you want to know what the levels are in, in basketball, that's the level, guys that can finish. In college basketball, you don't see a lot of vicious finishes. So when you see one, you're like, oh, my God. Hey, T, I'm calling you like, TJ, you see that dunk that dude got from Texas because – it's not common. I can see somebody dunking in the NBA, and that's yeah. Giannis is supposed to dunk that ball. You see, right. what I'm saying we're not we're not enamored by it because we understand that's how that's why they're in the NBA. But overall, man, my bracket is tore up, man. I still got Texas A&M, and I still have uh, Arizona remaining. Everybody likes Gonzaga. I just think that kid Chet Holmgren, the seven one kid that can handle mm-hmm. the ball. I think he got exposed against Memphis, man. They uh, they bullied him against Memphis, but I, in his defense. I think he stood up to it because he still is a freshman. And I think he's right. still going to be a good ball player, but he's going to have to drink a little bit of milk, man. <laughs> that's what I'm here. And looking when I see him, like, yo, you're, you're, like, you're, you're tiny. And, but that's the same thing a lot of people said about Kevin Durant. And then he ended up being the, the slim reaper. Yeah. But yeah. I'm, I'm starting to get into it now. I'm looking more and more like wanting to pay a little bit more attention to – March Madness, because I'm telling you, I was on the edge of my seat watching that UNC and Baylor game. I was like, all right, cool. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, well, we cool. got it. We do got to get a shout out to St. Peter's, the 15th seat that's still alive, man. Let's give mm-hmm. it. That's that's a true Cinderella, man. They out of they out of Jersey City, man. Uh, Holloway is the coach. He used to be a player for Seton Hall, man. He got those guys playing just like he played for Seton Hall. So let's. Uh, we got to give a lot of credit to see uh, to St. Mer- St. Peter's up in. You know, I don't know if the if the clock is going to strike midnight against uh, Purdue, but uh, let's give some shout out to that. I mean, for what they have accomplished, getting to the Sweet Sixteen is is a major accomplishment for a school that shouldn't be competing with these big dogs. I definitely agree. I, I love underdog. I love like a good Cinderella story. So, and, and they might be the team that makes it because I know what team was it. It was probably like when I was coming out of high school. It was like I think George Mason was it. George Mason. No, it was some team down in Florida. Like, oh, Florida. you talking about Gulf Coast? You talking about yeah, Gulf Coast, Gulf Coast, and they were just like just took took the tournament by storm. So, like, maybe they might be one of those teams that nobody thinks about that ends up making it and whatnot. So, 
Uh, but yeah, still talking about basketball. I don't know if you've seen, but it was just, it was going on earlier today um, that New York lifted their mandate on the uh, vaccinations, I, I believe. So Kyrie Irving can play at home games now. So hey, does that change your thinking about who comes out the East or how do you feel about that? You know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Everybody keep thinking they did it for, for Kyrie Irving. They didn't do it for Kyrie Irving. They did it for Aaron Judge, for the New York Yankees. Because the New York Yankees is, let's, let's be real, they're, they're the top three franchise with the Cowboys and the Lakers and, and all of sports. The New York – say what? Say what? Say, 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 see, I'm not <laughs> – oh, man. Anyway – the New York the, the New York Yankees is one of the top three franchises with the Dallas Cowboys, the Los Angeles Thank Lakers, you. and you know, and also the Metropolitans. Let's not forget who's, about who's who's number one. I, I need to know that. Honestly, I gotta go with the Yankees. I gotta go. If you talking about, uh-uh. I gotta go I'm Yankees. Sorry. 26, uh-uh. 26 championships, twenty seven championships. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Dallas Cowboys is a, a global brand. You don't and think the Yankees are? They are. They are, but. If we go talking numbers, and yes, you guys have more championships than the Dallas Cowboys do, and I understand that, but now don't get Dallas- me wrong, I'm a Cincinnati Reds fan, and that let's let's that's let's, you know what, let's make that another segment because I like that mm-hmm. the best friend. I'm, I'm a I'm a uh, uh, a Red Sox fan, so yeah, I like the Red Sox in, in, in American mm-hmm. League. Uh, I like the Reds in the in um in National, but I you know continue on. I think that yeah. Uh, does it change my mind on if Brooklyn can get out? No, I always thought that he was going to be able to play. I think this was already in the making. And once the, the, the baseball season came out, I think that's what kind of swayed, you know, uh, uh, the mayor's decision to, to lift the mandate. Uh, and the, plus the COVID, let's, let's talk about the facts. The COVID cases have went down. Uh, I'm not even really hearing a lot about COVID. And let's, mm-hmm. not, let's not get anything mistaken. That is a deadly disease. And we still need to be right. aware and wash our hands and do the things that they told us to do. If you can wear a mask at certain times, I still wear my mask at times. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I believe it's, I don't, I don't, I've never, I never got COVID and I was mm-hmm. blessed to never have it, but I have friends that actually passed away from COVID. So, you know, I, I still take it. Uh, it's very serious, but basketball side of it, not the politics side of it. I think that they got it. They're going to have their hands full. If they, and if they're the AC, AC, the team, they're going to have their hands full with, uh, with Miami. Or if, if it's Miami, because remember Boston, Boston, Philly, Boston and Philly and Milwaukee are only a game and a half behind Miami, who just right. you seen what happened with Jimmy Butler mm-hmm. and Adonis Haslam. That might be I'm gonna leave that because you might wanna you might want to talk about the end of the show. So it's like it's a turmoil going and then the Bulls are 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 falling. They're they're digressing right now. Yeah. You know I, and I hate that because I'm a Bulls fan. So it's like I- I'm, I'm thinking they're going to um, continue to make some noise, especially like with DeRozan. He's like, uh, he was looking like a, a dark horse for MVP, but. It's, it's right now, I, I see them, they fell to the fifth seed. And you, this is the time of year you have to really get like. Start streaking. Yeah, because if you look at the Boston Celtics, they're playing probably the best defense in the NBA. The Boston mm-hmm. Celtics are playing, they got, people don't, they may have three of the best the perimeter defenders in the league. You got Jalen Brown, you got Jason Tatum, and you got Marcus Smart. Those guys can defend you. And the very underrated pickup was Derek White from the San Antonio Spurs, who Udoka played with, or I'm sorry, coached on that staff, so he knew how good White was when he brought him over. And plus, Udoka gets to go home to Neil Long. 
I'm a little jealous. I'm a little jealous of that, man. Like, <laughs> you get to go home to Nia Long, bro. Like, mm-hmm. Jesus. Everybody loved Nia Long. But anyway, uh, and then in the middle, you got that veteran at Al Horford. So, you know, you got Robert Williams, a very underrated shot blocker and young talent that's very active around the basket. So I could see Boston maybe competing. For Brooklyn to win, I, I think they could beat Miami. But it's, I, I think Ben Simmons is going to have to play at some point. And if Ben Simmons right. don't play, I, I don't think they're going to get it out of the first round. Yeah, and it's because you need that, that defense that long guy. He doesn't have to do much on offense, but like you need that defender. You need that defender that's going to be able to – so Katie can take a little bit of a break on defense. So if you need Kyrie to take like a little bit of a breather, you know you have Ben Simmons on the floor. But uh, I don't believe it. Like for me, it doesn't really change – change um, my mind Like, oh, okay, y'all, y'all complain all season about, oh, Kyrie couldn't play the James Harden situation. So I tell you what, if they can somehow, after they can some, I'm going to start giving Steve Nash a little bit of respect as a coach because right now I really don't respect him as a coach. I respect him as a player, but I just think that he got handed a already made team that he thought right. was just going to win champ. Yeah, he thought he was going to be Steve Kerr and get handed the keys to a, a Maserati, man, and he's driving mm-hmm. it. He done wrecked it a few times. So um, <laughs> he gonna, he should have kept, uh, you know, uh, uh, D'Antoni on his roster, man. He should have – really, D'Antoni should have been that head coach. He should have got that head coaching job the first time because right. I, I, I didn't see a resume from Steve Nash. I didn't see a resume that he had that was better than some of these other guys that have been on these benches for years. That mm-hmm. like a Sam Cassell that's been around and he never got denied. So yeah, I, I, Steve Nash, if he if he can pull it out and somehow win something, I will give him some credit. But right now, I give him absolutely no credit at this point. Uh, I feel that. So moving on a little bit. Um, so we'll get to the part of the what kind of shit is that of the day? Mine comes from like we were talking about that a couple minutes ago. Miami, uh, this past Miami game, you see you though, and um. Eric Spolcher about to take off uh, Jimmy Butler's head. Right. Like, in my day, like, you see people getting arguments or whatever, almost fist fights and stuff. I've rarely seen, like, a player and a coach where the coach is like, you know, like, what's up? Like, <laughs> like what's going on? And, um, like, once I've seen that, it was between, like, uh, Pepper Johnson, former linebacker mm-hmm. um, for the New York Jets, who was uh, linebacker's coach for the New England Patriots, who ended up being my D-line coach when Todd Bowles came. 
and okay. my former teammate, um, James Snack Harrison. And so we were walking off the field, and they were going back at it and stuff. And like Pep, Pep he was walking, he was walking to Snacks, and Snacks was walking up like, "What's up?" You know, about to get into like start moving some furniture around. But like then, and, but that's in the training camp, and a lot of things are already heated and stuff. And, like emotions are high, things like that. But this is basketball late in the season and stuff, and then you see Udo about to, you know, put the paws on Jimmy Butler, and like I'm, I'm thinking it's like I, I seen him like TikTok. I'm like, oh, and I scroll past him like this is like a little argument, and then I see Eric Spoelstra, like mm-hmm. he's the head coach. He's supposed to be the calm guy, that the Zen guy, that not supposed to let like his uh, emotions get the best of him. And he's like, you know, it, it feels like he says something disrespectful, like he says somebody's wife or his kids or something like that. It's like, like, you don't let things get to that level, especially like since you're on TV and everybody's watching. And it's mm-hmm. going to get blasted on social media and on all the networks, all the morning sports talk shows and things like that. So the whole time I was watching like the the little, uh, the uh, heated exchange between them, I was like, man, what kind of, what kind of shit is that? So let me know what you think. And that's a good one um, because I, I we know that Jimmy Butler has known to be a little bit disrespectful. If you go back to his days when he left Chicago to go to Minnesota, and remember he did that called uh, Andrew Wiggins and 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 Carl Anthony Towns soft, and he he mm-hmm. went and got on the second team and he beat them with the second team players, and then he go get traded to Philly, then it don't work out with him and Embiid, so he goes to Miami. Now you have the same similar situation. So I'm looking at Jimmy Butler as being the common denominator of some of this, right. this, this stuff. So we, and then remember when he, remember when, uh, uh, Dwayne Wade's wife, uh, uh, shoot, I can't Gabriel remember. Union. Gabriel Union posted a picture and he put like eyeballs on it. Come on. That's my, that's your man's wife, man. Like, yeah, come on, bro. That's like, that's your man's wife, man. That's, so that's foul. Cause like, like I have friends that I talk to and like, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I follow like their wives and things like that and stuff. I've just I've just got comfortable doing that. And like yeah. I see like a like my friend Harry's wife post a picture. I like it, but it's never me just oh yeah, all googly eyes and shit Listen. like that. Like, that's, that's real disrespectful. I'm like I, I and I wouldn't blame him for like, you know, trying to, you know, fight me or like pull up on me for some some stuff like that. Trust me, I'm not I'm not liking none of my friends. Why they not even follow me on Instagram mm-hmm. or or on Facebook? No, because only time I would like that picture or love that picture is when they in the picture with them. As my best friends mm-hmm. are in the yeah. picture with them, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, stuff like that. But because well, like because like, like she posts like a lot of fashion stuff or like uh, like oh this is like what I'm wearing for like the spring. I'm like oh yeah that shit fly. Whatever like double tap keep it keep it going. Right. But it's never like no like revealing stuff or anything like that. I'm gonna I'm I'm pass on that. Yeah. Or whatever. Like, cause I'm like, oh damn, you know, he he checked in such and such and such. Like, he what 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 you doing, cuz? Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. But my my what type of shit is that? TJ man is Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Baker Mayfield did not deal with this situation. His trade, his trade stock, cause nobody wants him right now. I know Seattle right. was flirting with him. But Seattle didn't want to get – I think they didn't want to give up more than a fifth-round pick. We're talking about a, a guy that just came off of two years ago, 26 touchdowns on the eight interception and led his team to a playoff win. But I think it's not his ability on the field. I think it's how he dealt with the ordeal. He said he was going to get off social media, and he didn't. Because guess what? When he found out Deshaun Watson was potentially coming to Cleveland, he acted like a complete child. Because to be honest, remember Deshaun Watson had officially said he did not want to play for Cleveland because of the right. weather. 
So you were the starting quarterback, and that's what happened. We, you, you alluded to this about Tua, how professional he took it. Baker Mayfield should have just went, kept practicing, kept doing what you – quit thinking everything is a personal shot at you. So that's mm-hmm. going to get you – you're starting to look more Manzellis-like. You know what I mean? You're starting to look like a Johnny Manziel right now because you're, you're too emotional. Because I think he still has some, some, some life in, in the NFL. I still believe he can still be a quarterback and potentially a starting quarterback for some people. But you have to clean up your emotions. This is a business. Your camp is not I – th- I feel like Baker Mayfield's camp is not coaching him the correct way. Because he should have – first of all, he should have never been on social media. That, that's, right. just my, that's my perspective. Until you prove something. You don't, you don't see Josh Allen sending out tweets. You know what I'm saying? You don't, you don't, mm-hmm. see, you don't see really – other guys like Aaron Rodgers and stuff like that, the height. Well, you Matt can't really Ryan. include Aaron Rodgers in because he just he just does like a he lot. He just of does what you right. He does what. But I'm talking about you don't see I Jimmy. What you're saying though, but you don't see Jimmy G out here talking about they trying mm-hmm. to they 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 drafted Trey Lance. That's more disrespectful by trading up to pick Trey Lance <laughs> than anything. You you dude, you was getting you got Baker Mayfield got to look in the mirror and know that Deshaun Watson was a be, is a better talent than him. So. In the professional sports, you have to get a get a quarterback to win in this league. Ain't nobody just getting no average quarterback winning Super Bowls. So mm-hmm. when you look at that, Baker Mayfield is is a what type of shit is that moment? Because you write the letter and then you backtrack on the letter. Now nobody wants you. Now you're gonna be forced to stay with Cleveland because until we get enough compensation, we're not gonna let you go. You you and you gonna you may have to play quarterback. Even though I take that back, we just signed J- Jacoby Percet. Mm-hmm. As the backup, so dude, you may be holding the clipboard, and you're you're in the fifth year option in Cleveland still, dude. You may not, you may be on a one year deal for the rest of your career, like one one year, like Jameis Winston been doing, one year, one year, one year, one year, and you was the number one pick. So what type of shit is that for anybody listening? Be professional when you're in a professional mm-hmm. league. Right. I think he, I think I think the Steelers are because they've been talking about how they won. But they're not going to take on that salary. They'd rather him get cut, pass waivers, and then sign him, versus like, all right, cool, we're going to trade for him. Like, nah. But do you think, do you think he can actually beat out Mr. Trubisky in in training camp? You know, then yeah. you got to then you got to cut ties with Dwayne Haskins and, and Mason Rudolph, which is not that big of a deal. <laughs> no, but it's not that big of a deal. But but you I know what I'm saying? Like, like Trubisky I, I is a decent quarterback. Trubisky, he's he's okay, but he still has something. To, he still has to prove himself. And the same thing with, with Baker Mayfield. And so you're going to get the best versions of these two guys if um, you if Cleveland – well, Cleveland's going to cut bait with them because you can't have Deshaun Watson and then you have uh, Baker Mayfield still in that quarterback room. Like, cause Deshaun, even though they paid him, they're still going to be looking over his shoulder a little bit like, hey, what you guys still doing with this? Like right. you got you guys you guys said you married me why why you look why you looking at your old girlfriend so, why why you why, why your baby um, mama in the basement why, you, why right. <laughs> right so it's like like but I still feel as though Baker Mayfield can be a good quarterback um it's just him being drafted number one and then you see the success of Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson who all who are all still in that same draft class like and you don't have that same success it's like. Come on, bro. And I, but I do give him credit because he came in and he embodied the the Browns culture. And he helped change that around to make it like cool, like to make not to the point where people want to come vacation in you know uh, Cleveland or anything like that. But you don't have like it wasn't like all right, cool. This is gonna be an automatic dub versus the Browns. It's like you gotta come and you know lace him up because if you let Baker get busy, he's gonna he's gonna throw for like three hundred yards or whatever. But 
Um, but yeah, it's but it, it's funny, like you did say that he said that he was going to come um, stop being on social media. Then next thing you know, he he's on social media, right? Doing, <laughs> doing the most and whatnot, just basically like a watered down version of uh, Aaron Rodgers. But that's not a here or there. But I was like, it's like, come on, bro. Like you said, just just be professional. Everything's gonna get like if you're professional, everything's gonna get done in the in the back end, and you don't have to look bad in the front end. So. The last thing I got to say on that is if he does get cut or he does go to a team, I say if he get cut and let's say he goes on to the Pittsburgh Steelers, this would be the bad thing for Baker Mayfield because if he go to training camp and he's beat out by Mitch, Mitch Trubisky, he's going to get cut again because you're not, you're not going to keep a guy that's neck and neck at the quarterback position because every incomplete pass Trubisky would have thrown, they'll be chanting for Baker Mayfield because everybody, the most popular guy in any city, in, in, in any NFL city is the backup quarterback for the most part, if you don't have a Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers, because they want perfection out of their starter. So I think if, if, if he goes to Pittsburgh, and he, I think that would be a bad move if he can't win that starting job, because it's, it's either start, it ain't no, you're not going to go on the bench. You're going to you're gonna have to win that starting job. So you could potentially get cut twice in one year. So, Baker, be careful <laughs> what you wish for. Yeah, man, I, I, I wish the best for him. I hope everything works out for him. So it's like, it doesn't have to be like, I know that the Cleveland Browns, they have like that long ass jersey with the quarterback that I've started. Hey, listen, man, we ain't got to bring that up, man. <laughs> <laughs> we know we know our history. <laughs> Shoot. Oh, man. I got, I, got a, I got a Johnny Manziel jersey in my closet right now. What? I, I, listen, when we drafted Manziel, I got like three Manziel t shirts. I went about right. 100, $180 million, $180 jersey that. I, I couldn't throw away. It was just too expensive. So, mm-hmm. like I already knew that was going to be a dumpster fire. Just watching the way that I'm like the team that he drafted got drafted to. Because what a lot of people have to understand is like these guys that it's rarely that you have a guy that can come in and start from day one. Like these guys have to sit and watch the game being being played and are right, cool. This this is how you do things or whatever. Like Patrick Mahomes, he had to sit behind Alex Smith. It was it was rightfully so. Baker had to sit behind um, Tayrod. Tyrod Taylor and just watch how things are developing. So unfortunate that he ended up getting hurt, but then they ended up going like on a six man win streak. Um, like a lot of these guys have to come in and just sit like as a quarterback because things are so so different from what you've been accustomed to in college. Like these guys are like flying a hundred miles an hour. These guys are actually a lot better. They're they're actually good. So, like, and you're going to see different coverages that you haven't seen before. Like, oh, yeah, well, this is cover three. Then you snap the ball, then the safety is rotating that way, and it's actually cover two. And by the time you get ready to throw the ball, then you got hit in the back. Bump. Mm. Now you're about to um, – but now the uh, opposing team has good field position. And so, um, but, yeah, like, you got to come in and just sit and just learn the game. And you, it's rare, for, like I said, that you have guys that are – able to start day one. And I know it's like from the fans, oh, yeah, we have uh, Trevor Lawrence or this and that and third or whoever, whoever. But it would have benefited T-Law to just sit behind a veteran quarterback and just watch on our school. This is how it's being done. This is how I do things. And, oh, this is this and that and third. So, but hopefully, hopefully Baker gets it right and he doesn't become another, another guy that just passed through Cleveland. I hope not, man. I, I wish him the best, but right now we only the Sean Watson train, man. But <laughs> hey, listen, that was that was a heck of a show, man. That was a heck mm-hmm. of a show right there. So uh, you gonna close us out? 
Yeah, man. Like like we say all the time, and we appreciate everybody that comes in, listens, listen in, and just uh, just and just gives us great feedback. We appreciate every listen, every comment, everybody that comes on our TikTok pages, and you know just shows love and just really in tune to everything that we do, and hopefully we bring this for like a, like we say all the time for for years and years to come. Hey, no doubt, man. I, I just appreciate everybody, man. This is it's just been an honor to keep giving y'all uh, sports, uh, our thoughts on sports, man, from a from a pro being T 